Hello, my friends. This is the podcast that brings a wealth of knowledge, expertise, and fun of Twins Smoke Shop, New England's premier smoke shop, right to you, wherever you are, whenever you want it. And that's Not Just Blowing Smoke. You can find us at our website, notjustblowingsmoke.com, and be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Not Just Blowing Smoke. Hello. <laughs> Take two. It's time for Not Just Blowing Smoke. Now that Dave has the soundboard working, uh, we're coming at you live from the uh, 724 Lounge in Londonderry, New Hampshire. Uh, make sure you hit that subscribe button if you're watching us on YouTube or Facebook. If you're listening after the fact on Podbean, iHeartRadio, Spotify, iTunes, Google, or wherever else you may have found this podcast, Make sure you hit that subscribe button so that you don't ever miss a thing. I'm Pastor Padrone. I'm here with my co-hosts, Pat and Dave, and we have uh, Keith from Bellevance Beverage with us tonight. We are doing uh, craft beer pairings with this cigar, the Aganor Salif Anniversario Corojo. This is the Toro Sides. It is a 6x52 with a Corojo wrapper, Nicaraguan Corojo wrapper, Nicaraguan binder and filler. All that tobacco was grown by Aganor Salif. They own an immense amount of uh, farms and uh, uh, a great, great company. It's a great medium-bodied cigar. I thought it would go well with a wide selection of beers. Keith has brought, I think, five different uh, beers for us to pair with the cigar tonight. So we'll be talking about uh, beer pairings, how to pair beer with cigars, um, what works, what doesn't, how do you go about doing that. We'll be talking about how this cigar uh, impacts the beers and vice versa. And uh, um, Keith, we're fortunate too, has a you know has smoked cigars in the past, and and uh, so he's not afraid to smoke with us. We're very grateful for that. Happy to. Mm-hmm. So tell us a little bit about yourself. How did you end up at uh, Bellavance Beverage? Um. Well, I'll try and try and keep you to the. Uh quick and easy story um so i grew up in nashua um went to unh got a degree in film and photography um ended up moving down south to new orleans for about 10 years uh worked in films for a little bit then i kind of fell back into my um you know my previous love which was kind of retail restaurant stuff mm-hmm. um which was you know where i kind of found my first love for cigars um, yeah yeah mm-hmm. and uh yeah, then kind of through the uh, the restaurant in- industry in New Orleans, I met some of the beer guys, um, you know, started kind of doing my day job at the restaurant, then, you know, working for free for different local craft breweries. Um, mm-hmm. And then me and my wife decided time to move home after we had had our fun down south. And um, yep. yeah, came back uh, about four years ago working for a brewery in Woburn called Lord Hobo mm-hmm. as their sales guy up here. And then um, Bella Vance was looking for someone to kind of manage their craft portfolio and uh yeah loved working with the team over there a bunch of great people so uh so yeah it was a great fit and they have something like you said 35 right when we were talking before yeah, 35 yeah. craft 
offerings through there. Uh, yeah, that's a lot breweries. for you to manage. It is. It is. Yeah, there's a lot of different brands, different beers uh, at any time, um, which is which is fun because you know there's a lot of bars and a lot of uh, yeah you know shelf space out there, so we've got a lot of ammunition. That's awesome. That's awesome. So before before we get to the beer, let's let's talk a little bit about about the cigar and what it is on its own, because uh, that's going to be the kind of important baseline as we get into the show. So, uh, Pat, what are you picking up off the cigar? So the uh, the leading flavor is going to be that kind of like nutty cream from the Corojo wrapper. Mm-hmm. And then the follow-up, like a lot of that Nicaraguan tobacco really does come out. It's really not like, you know, like you said, it's a nice medium. It's mm-hmm. not like your typical kind of like, you know, darker, like fuller body Nicaraguan. Right. You know, it has like some of those kind of like lower tiered earthy notes to it. It's it's very creamy throughout the entire cigar. So it's not just like that wrapper boom in the beginning. It, it's really consistent throughout the whole kind of experience. Um, a nice kind of white pepper. It doesn't have that Nicaraguan mm-hmm. black pepper. It's a nice kind of like refined white pepper. Definitely a nice sweetness that lingers through the finish. Yep. Anything you want to add to that, Dave? No, that's pretty spot on, as usual, Pat here. All right. Well, with that said and done, let's uh, look at our first uh, offering here. What uh, What do you want to break out of your bag? Your beer bag. <laughs> the great yeah, big beer bag. All the, it's a beautiful thing. over here. <laughs> Um, so I was thinking to start off on, which is usually not how I start, uh, an IPA, um, cause okay. they tend to, you know, assault your palate a little bit, but I thought with this one, it might be pretty well. Cause this is a, uh, uh, kind of smoother, you know, very easy drinking IPA, mm-hmm. uh, knuckle puck IPA from 603. The knuckle puck from 603. Sounds awesome. Good friends of twins. Oh, yep. Mm-hmm. 603 yep. guys, Dan yep. Leonard, good friend of the podcast. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we can, we can crack this guy open, but, um. Yeah, Knuckle Puck is a uh, seasonal IPA from them. We basically have it, you know, if you can figure, you know, most of the hockey season. Mm-hmm. Um, so 7% brewed, um, you know, one exit down, so not not too far away. Yeah, um, so 10 the, minutes from here. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's, uh, it's American IPA, so kind of, you know, just stark different from the old school English IPAs that were more malty and right. bitter. This is more like, you know, tropical fruit flavors, um, you know, a little bit hazy, um, and it's dry hot too. Totally my kind of an IPA. Nice. Well, All right, awesome. let's try it out. We'll stop talking about it and get going. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> mm-hmm. What are you doing for Thanksgiving, Dan? Uh, I am going over to my the the in-law side of the family. We're going over to my my wife's sisters. Mm. Um, their dad, my father-in-law, is going to be over there, and so. Um, it's it's going to be a, a very interesting day. Um, I've got, of course, as as most people who listen knows, my three girls. Uh, actually, right now it's two. I've got one living out in Ohio. Mm, yeah, that's right. And um, uh, but the other family has three girls as well, and they're all about the same age. So it's it's going to be there'll be five teenage girls there, and then the adults. So I'm going to be looking for uh, things to drink, you know, things to <laughs> places to smoke, places to hide. You know, it's going to be uh, I, I love I love my extended family and everything. It's it's great. And um, um, yeah, they are. They're wicked. Yeah, people. a lot of fun people. So it's I'm not lo- often you get to say that about in-laws. <laughs> no, it, it, you know, I, the best thing about it, you know, it, it's funny. You know, my dad 
and, and Dave's dad, you know, passed away two, almost three years ago now, right? 2020. Yeah, right yep. in January. Yep. yep. And um, uh, my wife's mom passed away, you know, uh, about a year ago, a little over a year ago. So it's her dad and my mom, and they're really close. They they stay in touch. They call each other all the time. But when, when the four of them were around, they were best friends. You know, and I, I still remember the time I called call my parents up. What are, you, what are you guys doing tonight? Uh, we're getting together with uh, Alan and Sherry, and we're going out. And, and there was no invitation. There was no – there was – the parents were going out on their own without any, you know, yeah, we right. were left at home, you know, I guess we're doing nothing, you know, so it's, it's, but it's, it's great not to have had that, uh, very common thing that of lifetime which, of, which, know, which in-laws, in-laws yeah. are you going to go to, yeah, right. you know, and do you like them? Do you not? Yeah. We're fortunate that, you know, it really doesn't matter. And we're, we're close enough that we can get together. Um, my mom's you're going over to my mom's place yep. with the boys and bringing everything. the dinner. I'm doing all the cooking and then bringing it over. So that'll be good. Mm. Mm-hmm. All the pies, oh, oh, pie. apple pie, <laughs> apple pie, pumpkin pie. Yep. Yeah. All the staples. All right. Well, tell us a little bit about this, uh, IPA here. Uh, yeah. So, um, like I said, American IPA, um, it's almost a mix between the, the two kind of big schools of IPA have, come out from american ipas mm-hmm. east coast and west coast right. all east coast new england style um west coast tend to you know be a little closer to the um the english style not quite as malty but a little bit more bitter um you know some will say dank if you will dank. Um, <laughs> uh, on the east coast side of things it all started really changing uh geez about you know 10 15 years ago now um, where everything is kind of more on the really tropical, juicy, hazy side. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, if you look at the beer, you can still see through it. So it's not, you know, right. super, super hazy, but it, there is some haze in there. Right. Mm-hmm. So a lot of that just, you know, come from the brewing process and, you know, really kind of lends the mouthfeel to be a little smoother. Um, and they use, um, they use in this one, Mosaic, uh, Cascade, and um, Mirinda Bavaria hops. So... Um, you get a lot of kind of fruit flavors from those, yeah. um, you know, citrus, berry, a little bit of pine in there. So it's it's a really great, like, balanced American IPA. Mm. Dave, what do you think of the beer and the cigar? Um, usually not a big IPA guy, but I love, like, the, the American IPAs or the, you know, more like the Northeastern IPAs because they're more fruity. I mean, yeah. it tastes less like grass, you yeah, know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is this is really nice. It's very refreshing. I get this. It's definitely like a palate cleanser to me. Mm. Would you agree with that, Pat? That it kind of cleanses your palate so that you taste the cigar more. Yeah, I mean it. Um, to me, it's like yeah, it's not really as grassy as like a lot of the IPAs on the mm-hmm. market. It's kind of like a lemon grass, so like a very mild kind of like yeah. grassy, but it has kind of that lemon citrus to it. Mm-hmm. Nice sweetness, and it is kind of like a kind of a fruity creamy kind of finish too yeah mm-hmm. and then with the cigar to me it's bringing out there was a subtle cedar note like a creamy cedar on the cigar itself but it's bringing that cedar note more forward for me mm-hmm. is your retro hell am- amping up because mine is i feel like there's a lot more pepper or let me see Yeah, I think it does a little bit. 
it's so interesting how that happens. Um, <clears throat> how a cigar that's not so spicy becomes more spicy, uh, at least in the retrohale with this. Mm-hmm. But the you know the the um, the sweetness of the the Corojo wrapper really, I think, is brought forward with with this beer too. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, it's almost like the the creamy aspects of it just get enhanced with this. I really I really like the pairing. Hmm. What are you thinking, Keith? Are you are you? Is it impacting the the beer for you at all, or? Yeah, a little bit. It, it's definitely bringing out for me a few of those more grassy notes. It's almost like mm-hmm. tapering down some of the, uh, you know, the kind of really high citrus and fruit flavors for me, mm-hmm. um, which is yeah, very interesting. Now, is this a popular? IPA with you guys? Definitely, yeah, yeah. Um, like I said, it's a seasonal, so it's only out for a you know short amount of time. Okay. Um, which, when do they uh, When do they produce this? Um, usually, you know, we've had it for a few weeks now, um, mm-hmm. and it'll go through you know the end of the year or possibly a little bit January. So like November, December, kind of. Yeah. A thing. Yep. Yep. Yeah. There's not too many like you know winter IPAs or things mm-hmm. like that out there, mm-hmm. uh, but you know something like this, it's a little more seasonal because it's not you know. A, a big you know punch of fruit flavor right um so it's a little more balanced you know for those with the uh, more fruit pun- f- <laughs> punchy fruit flavors be more of a spring summer kind of a thing definitely yep yes okay and, and even you know like a, a lighter color would probably go with that too mm-hmm. um but yeah it was a great great fall you know kind of winter ipa great for watching hockey games and you know <laughs> having a cigar <laughs> knuckle puck that's a great name great name so uh now keith you mentioned you, you got family up here i do you're coming back to family so what what are you doing for thanksgiving yourself uh so i am still in the the spot where we split time with my wife um so we are going to head down to her family in peabody okay um, she has a 98-year-old grandfather mm-hmm. that uh, wow. we're going to go down and see. Um, yeah, great guy. Still, you know, sharp as a whip, cracking jokes all the time. Um, he's awesome. So we'll uh, we'll head down there, do some appetizers, and then um, we'll come back to Nashua and visit with my family for, like, the kind of, you know, regular turkey stuffing, mashed potatoes mm-hmm. part of the meal. Yep. And, uh, yeah, yeah, then probably find somewhere to just lay low for a few hours because <laughs> we'll need it. <laughs> what about you, Pat? What do you do for Thanksgiving? Uh, we used to travel. Uh, yeah, it's Thanksgiving break's actually a big final study prep, but um, I usually get myself Thursday to just relax with the family. Usually we um, usually find time to go down to Mass and see my grandparents. Um then that's you know my dad's side of the family but then this thanksgiving my mom's side some people flew in like my uncle so mm-hmm. we're gonna have some like her side on thanksgiving then probably later on in the week we'll probably go over to mass and see my dad's side very cool very cool all right mm-hmm. is anybody doing any black friday shopping getting up at five o'clock four o'clock in the morning no, I'm coming to work. Yeah, me neither. I'm going to work. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to work. I don't, I've, I've never been into that. Yeah. You know, get up at like, oh, dark 30 and go <laughs> sure. stand out in line or pitch yeah. a tent. Yeah. 
that's why that's why god invented amazon that's why yeah yeah i've been doing black friday like all month yeah it's like a lot of places so many places just goes for weeks now black friday deals you know know? we're gonna have black friday at twins uh since you brought it up you know there'll be a a big um blowout table here at the london dairy store um all sorts of stuff on that at both stores um it's going to be 20 percent off all of the accessories 20 percent off of all the pipes in the store um and if you get 20 20 if you get 10 singles you're going to get to choose between a 724 cutter or lighter mm. that'll be complimentary with that and if you buy any box of 724 cigars you get both the cutter and the lighter mm. so there's lots of good reasons to come out to twins either place you got the lounge too you know do all your shopping come get some cigars get a free cutter get a free lighter sit down relax byob it hooks it come enjoy the bar at uh, londonderry at the 724 lounge either way works very good stuff it's gonna be awesome yep are we ready to try the second uh beer yeah yeah Yeah. second beer get us uh, another rolling cup here whoops I got my new glasses. Oh yeah! Yep. Look at that. Got my new glasses. They look suspiciously like my old glasses. <laughs> they're not exactly the same, but it is the no, same they're brand. Like a matte finish, yeah. It's the same same brand, but you know, I, the earlier in the, uh, I think it was the ninth, I um, uh, got I I was getting out of my car. It was it was a podcast night, and. Um, got out and of the car and i guess slipped or whatever fell and uh fell on my butt nothing really happened nothing hurt or nothing but my i swear i had my glasses on while i was driving home and when i got up they were gone and i figured well when i fell they must have you know got thrown off my head or something like that i haven't found them you know that night i was like well you know it's night i'll i'll look for him you know in the in the day and uh couldn't find him not under the car not in the car i came back to work because anybody found a set of glasses no no one's found my glasses looked all and so now it's been about three weeks went back to the it was time for me to go back to the optometrist anyway it's been i think three years since my last visit so mm. you know it was yeah, definitely time, time anyway. yeah but you know glasses are expensive you know so i was not excited about having to you know do the whole thing again but uh finally got them back and and i'm you know how it is when you lose something you go out and you replace it then you find what you lost mm-hmm. you, yep. know how, you know how that time. goes right yep and so i'm thinking this is what's going to happen and i'm psyching myself up you know when i find the glasses now i'm going to have a, a second pair so if something like this happens you know, no big deal. It now it's been three and a half weeks. They they are gone, gone. It's like just some demon knocked me onto my butt when I got out of the car, took my glasses, and ran back to some other dimension. They're just they're, they're gone. They're gone. 
I don't understand. I don't understand where they where they could possibly. You find them in the spring when you have to mow the lawn and something flies <laughs> out. Thing. I mean, like, we 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 did it. <laughs> There's my glasses. I, I had I had my two girls, my wife and myself, all at different times. You know, do a a, a sweep. You know, within a twenty foot radius of where I fell, and nothing, <laughs> nothing. I don't I don't understand it. I remember one winter I was driving and I lost a hubcap. And I went out and looked for it, and I couldn't find it. And then the following spring, I see it sitting there, and I'm like, "How is it? How is it even there? And it's not like swept up by like you know plow trucks or anything. And it was yeah, right there yeah, in the sidewalk. Yeah. I went over and put it back on. I'm like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> <laughs> Three months later. <laughs> oh my gosh. I hope it isn't that, you know, three months out in the weather, glasses are just going to get wrecked. Yep. My goodness. But anyway, it's nice to be able to see again and uh, all that stuff. So uh, tell us a little bit about this. This is much darker. Yeah, yeah. Um, honestly, the rest of the ones I brought are a little on the darker side. Mm-hmm. Um, I tend to lean that way when I'm having a cigar, so mm-hmm. I, that was just kind of natural for me. But... Um, this one is the only lager I've brought. Okay. Um, so lagers and ales are, you know, basically the two big umbrella terms from beers. Um, lagers ferment colder, take a little longer. Um, with those, you tend to get like a little bit more of a crisp, clean flavor. Where mm-hmm. ales, you tend to get a little more fruity, fruity esters, a little bit more body to it. Okay. Um, so this one is uh, Von Trapp Brewing out of uh, Stowe, Vermont. Okay. Um, and this is their Dunkel. Um, Dunkel. Dunkel. So, um, you know, kind of a Munich malt forward. Um, so a lot of the malts that they put in this are, you know, you get a lot of caramel toffee flavors mm, from. I was going to say. Um, you know, and, uh, you know, just, uh, yeah, really great, like, smooth, um, mm. you know, but still subtle. The other ones, mm-hmm. you know, tend to get a little bit more. The ones that I brought are going to get a little b- more bolder as we go. But, um, but yeah. Yeah, I mean the 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 um, knuckle puck was a a pretty drinkable IPA. Like you could, you know, it was very refreshing. Same kind of thing with this. You could drink this and not. Re- What's the APV ABV on this? Just under six. Just under six. One. That's yeah. not too bad either. What do you think? I I think this pairs very well. Would you? <clears throat> yeah, I mean the, the drink definitely like those kind of like calm out toffee notes that was mentioned there, and then there was like a little bit of a bitterness in the finish, but mm-hmm. it's like the like a dark cocoa kind of espresso mm-hmm. kind of bitterness in the finish, and then it's kind of funny with the cigar though that it's um it's kind of making it smoke like the Maduro version, so it has yeah. like that cocoa sweetness that's coming mm-hmm. out with the cream, so it, it, it's. I mean, it's really good. It brings a little bit of the leather forward, some yeah. of notes, but it's very subtle and creamy still. But yeah, it really has like that Maduro kind of feel to it. Yeah. yeah. Would you agree with that too, Dave? I would, and I'd also say it, it takes away from the uh, the pepper and the retrohale. It brings mm-hmm. it back down again. Yeah. Are you experiencing similar things yourself? Yeah, it's funny. When I drink this beer by itself, I usually don't get much for coffee or espresso mm. or anything like that. But I am now. Um, and yeah, kinda... <laughs> because of that, that whole you know subliminal coffee, cocoa. Oh yeah, That's what that flavor is, you know. Hey, it's it's it there in my brain, so I don't know. <laughs> That's why I like smoking and drinking with friends. You know, when you're doing tasting <laughs> stuff, it's just amazing because you'll just, you know, be like, "That's what that is." Yeah. I would, you know, mm-hmm. an aha moment kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. 
Like, oh, that's where my hubcap is. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> There's the nearsighted demon that took my glasses. Yeah. Uh, let me tell you, if we ever find that guy, Jesus and I are going to have a long talk, and it's not going to be very pleasant for that guy. I've noticed, too, that like a lot of the time when you do beer pairings, it like brings out like a lot more prominent notes in the cigar than you mm. would with like a spirit like it's more like to me it's more obvious like oh that's what that is you know what yeah I, mean? I think it's like a definitely a more noticeable change you, you where, don't have to really like, think the spirit about it is that much. subtle yeah, yeah. Mm. well that brings up an interesting point too that you know typically uh and and i think the 724 lounge is very indicative of that when people come up here looking for something to drink with their cigar that they're typically thinking bourbon, whiskey, scotch, or rum, something along that line. Uh, tequila, wine, gin, beer, um, IPAs, lagers. That's not the normal go-to with things. And, you know, I mean, so you're a beer guy, you're a cigar guy. I mean, what would you say to encourage people to try different, you know, beers with their cigar and kind of get away from the whole big crowd that's just going for the bourbons and the whiskeys? Yeah, I mean, scotches and rice, you know. I don't know. I feel like the um, the amount of, you know, variety that can go into a beer recipe is infinite. I mean, it's it's really like cooking, you know, when you, you're selecting your malts, um, you know, the... The temperature you're, you know, fermenting at the, um, you know, how long you're going to boil it, the hops you throw in, the yeast. Um, I mean, yeast is the thing that really makes the beer. Right. Um, so changing any one of those can change the flavor of a beer drastically. Right. Um, so there's like so many. I don't know. I and I'm not a huge spirits guy, um, so I don't know <laughs> as much. But I feel like there's just infinite possibilities when you pair a beer with a cigar. Um, well, was it? What is it about? the beers to you that pulls at you more than the spirits i mean what keeps you in this world of beerage it's almost just the uh i don't know it's it's funny i usually don't like to use this word but the drinkability of it you know i can go out or get home and crack a beer and have it and you know I, i'll still want another one where you know when it, i'm having spirits it'll be just a you know little knocker and i'll you know kind of like taper off a little bit mm -hmm. um but these i can you know have a whole night planned of like different beers and kind of you know plan out my roadmap to all right what am i going to have next what am i going to do next yeah, you uh, really can't do that too well with bourbon you'll be like <laughs> i feel like beer is more approachable like you know like even like this whole like micro boom like everyone can basically brew their own beer. it doesn't mean it's going to be good or not but it's very feasible for somebody to actually want to like be able to make a beer where if you want to make a bourbon or you know a spirit it's it's not really a feasible process just doing your basement you know what i mean some people find you know it's, it's not cheap but I had, a, I had a friend who made um his own beer it was actually really good it was called had a horrible name though it was grandma's bath water <laughs> it was like so good but it was just like dude you gotta change the yeah. name because nobody's gonna want to drink that yeah. you might <laughs> need a marketing thing. department you know grandma's bath water like, gonna oh, be yeah. interesting at least too. he didn't develop a label for it because that would have been oh. even worse you know because um th this winter i mean i'm still 
kind of hashing out Dan, but we're definitely doing it. I just don't know when we're starting. But right. like, you know, I'm going to be sitting with uh, Doug. Is that the Brewmaster mm -hmm. at 603? Yep. Mm -hmm. yep. And I'm going to be like making a beer specifically to pair with a cigar. So it's going to be oh, kind of nice. interesting to see like what you can really do with the flavors beer offers to complement a cigar. Did you decide on the cigar yet? I have some ideas. I'm not going to disclose what the cigar is, oh, though. Okay, okay. Keep your secrets. <laughs> <laughs> that just means Kurt hasn't decided. <laughs> no, no, it's, this is uh, this is Dan and I here. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Just Dan and you. Dan and I. Oh, and Doug. Okay. Mm -hmm. Let's see how it is. That's interesting. They're very good there. So. Um, what are you thinking of the uh, dunkle with the cigar? Dunkle, yeah, dunkle, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm really enjoying it. I feel like it's it's light enough where it's not you know overpowering either way, mm -hmm. and uh, yeah, it's really really, yeah, bringing out some of those. I don't know. I don't, can't talk about cigars as well as you guys, but it's definitely like bringing out notes, but like smoothing it out at the same right, time. Right. Yeah. Now, mm -hmm. the Von Trapp Brewery, is that is that related to the Von Trapps out there, or did they just take the name? Yep, yep, that's the family uh, from The Sound of Music mm -hmm. that, you know, came over. Sound um, music. <laughs> yeah, I believe on their cans is like, a, you know, a little bit of Austria, a little bit of Vermont. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, they're, they they only, only do lagers over there, and they have a beautiful beer hall and, uh, you know. These are a few of stay. my favorite beers. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, just loggers. <laughs> yep. oh, sorry, loggers. Loggers. <laughs> Still beer. It's all good. Still beer. Yeah. Still beer. Yeah. <laughs> all right, well, this is this is very very good. I'm I'm really enjoying this pairing. Mm, I'm more of a dark beer person myself, yeah. but yeah, this is really good. Uh, are are you? Would Would you do beer, Dave, with uh, Thanksgiving dinner? Um, with Thanksgiving dinner. I don't know. I'm, I don't know. I've got some uh, some uh, smooth ambler. Mm -hmm. I think is gonna it's just be beer. no. No. <laughs> I, think, I think that's I think that's what's gonna happen though. <laughs> <laughs> you have any special beers you're planning on drinking with uh, Thanksgiving? Uh, is that kind of a thing? It's Thanksgiving. I gotta have this really good beer. I've gotta have this special thing. Yeah, I mean, I, I really think, uh, yeah, I, I tend to go for some of the more darker beers. I mm -hmm. think they just complement, you know, that type of meal. Um, I will probably be sticking to lager, so maybe it'll be this Dunkel, um, just because, you know, you don't fill up as much. Yeah. Feels on, on it's those. very easy. It's yeah. very easy to drink. I could drink a can of this and be like, mm. Yeah. It's <laughs> just got to fill in the cracks in between all the, the turkey and, you know, everything. Exactly. So. Get everything down, <laughs> push down, and ready for more. Ready for pie. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and we might have some later that will be more dessert beers. So Okay. Well, let's move on to beer number three. That's so probably are. a good segue for that. Absolutely. While he's uh, pouring it, what's everyone's opinion on drinking beer cold versus warm? With darker beers, I guess it could make a difference. But mm -hmm. yeah, so for for me, um, you know, a lot of kind of stouts, things like that. You know, the room temperature you taste more. Um, you know, the usually the colder it is, it kind of dampers some of those flavors. 
Um, you know, one reason I hear why they drink a, a lot of the cask and real ale in England at room temp. So you can just taste a lot more out of it. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. And, a, and the colder you get, the less, you know, your tongue really can't taste stuff. Mm-hmm. I've, you know, I'm told that's one of the reasons, like these beards that are like, the can changes color when it's cold and ready for you. Yep, that's when your tongue can't taste what it's drinking. <laughs> that's when it tastes the best. You know? That's why they want a really cold Budweiser, <laughs> Coors and Miller. Mm-hmm. Yep. You yeah. can't taste it. <laughs> Don't worry. No, it's true. I mean, you know, most of, I have a, I have a, especially in the wintertime, a, a kind of a cool pantry. And, you know, so it stays around, you know, 60 degrees most of the time. In the and that's, that's what that's what I'll keep my beer. And so I, I generally don't keep my beer in the fridge. Mm. I'm, I'm drinking it at somewhere between 50 and 60 degrees. Hmm. Um, for that reason, I, you know, I... I See, I, I never knew that. So now I'm going to, like, buy the beer and just leave it outside of the fridge now. You know, yeah, I, I think you do. You. And, you know, people, I've been I've been with groups where we've we've done home brewing of beers before and got the whole beer geek kind of a thing. And the whole, you know, just the whole idea that, you know, in order for you to really taste things, the beer should be. What? Well, somewhere between forty and fifty something degrees, right? That's kind of the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Somewhere in there. Um, yeah, sometimes even warmer for stouts. Yeah, weren't really you part of like out. the Hebrews? No, but I knew the guy who did. Yeah, I, I had yeah. a pastor friend of mine who had a Bible study where they got together and brewed beer, and they called it Hebrews. Oh, nice. And uh, every month, one person in the group would buy the the pack, and you know, so. They'd be drinking what they did last month and <laughs> making more, and it was good. They actually got very good at it, too. Um, uh, Bone Crusher Brews was what they called their stuff. They actually did make labels for it. They were, I, was, I was pretty impressed, pretty impressed with this stuff. They were pretty good. Um, that said, I never got so into it that I got the stuff to do it myself, you know. Um, but the... the I, having been around it you know understanding how it works and uh all the time that goes into it and how you have to watch things and uh, and depending on the kind of beer you're doing watching it like a hawk you know it's it's it really really people who can do that are incredibly talented i have a, a lot of respect for them so have you ever tried to brew beer my brother did. I never did, though. Yeah, your brother. He's like what, seventeen now? He's uh, he's my older brother. He's twenty-six. <laughs> oh. Okay. Mm. Your older brother. So that makes you like what, sixteen? <laughs> Looks like you, you have a problem. If I'm sitting here and I'm sixteen right now. <laughs> Dog years. Uh, we, we would call that an omission. All right, so tell us about this that we are drinking here. This is what? So this is the Blizzard of 78. The Blizzard of Of 78. 78. Oh, I remember that. I remember that Blizzard. Pat doesn't. He wasn't born yet. Nope. I just missed it. You just missed it. it. (laughs) I heard it was a a big one. Mm -hmm. Tons of snow. Oh, yeah. Both ways. Yep. 
everything, but uh, <laughs> it was crazy. <laughs> yep, didn't have school for three weeks. It's beautiful. Yep, yep. I have school yet either. I was like three. Yeah. So, but I got to play in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wasn't like going I'm sure outside. Sure, we threw you out the window and <laughs> yeah, I was like, yeah, do it again. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, the, the the drifts were so high that you could go out the second story window and like just go off in the snow that was and they were that jump they were that bad it was it was like a hop it was, yeah <laughs> it wasn't it was, it was crazy yep yep <laughs> that was the year after that storm my dad decided it was time to get a snow blower <laughs> and then it didn't snow for and then 10 it years no and, and then it, it did not really snow more than five or six inches for the next three years he was so pissed because <laughs> we had we had this long 60 foot driveway yeah. and you know so five feet of snow you're, you're all having to shovel that by hand we're all like you know dying trying to get all this snow out of it just shoveling it and uh he throws the money into this great snow blower and didn't need to use it for the next three years he was so ticked off oh my goodness that's uh, how it happened it was yep yep there were people there were there were people actually skiing in boston down the roads you couldn't drive so people people were mom, snow skiing mom was in the down hospital the... because she had a, an yep. infection in her finger because she poked her her finger on one of my diapers yep yeah. yep she was in the hospital she had to hold her thank god it wasn't her middle finger but she was like you know, you know up like that for three weeks mm-hmm. oh my goodness yeah yeah so that blizzard yeah yeah that blizzard of 78 yeah yeah this is much more pleasant. Yeah, well, I'm glad. Sounds like it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, so this is made from uh, Wormtown Brewery over in Worcester. Okay. Um, so this is a English-style brown ale mm-hmm. with some coffee added. Mm-hmm. Um, right about 6%. Um, you know, just kind of, you know, rich, malty. Obviously, get some, some coffee notes from it. Um, they use a, uh, a local coffee spot, uh, Acoustic Java, to get mm-hmm. the coffee. And they just, you know, kind of... Put it in, um, so lens, lens I all I definitely taste coffee. I think it's one of the reasons I like this so much. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Are you a big coffee guy, too? I do love coffee. I yeah. do love my coffee. <laughs> Got to have my coffee. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, so, yeah, like I said, around 6%, so this is also very drinkable. Um, mm. Really popular seasonal for us. Um, it'll be around until they come out with their uh, Irish Red for St. Patty's Day. Mm, okay, so this, this is like a quarterly... Yeah. Yep. Kind of nice. Absolutely. Yeah. We go from pumpkin to to this to uh to Irish red. Okay. Yeah. Definitely very coffee forward. Um. What are you picking up, Dave, with this and the cigar? Anything that you're seeing that you like more or less than the others we've tried? I feel like it makes a retro hail sweeter. Mm. You know. Um, and again, the the peppers toned down. Definitely, the peppers gone. It's such a good beer. Mm-hmm. I could drink that all year round. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Mm. Oh. I need to get you me kinda, a fix back. This <laughs> this is awesome. You kind of need to give it a a little bit of. You know, let the finish settle for a little bit. If you if you take a draw on the cigar right after you do the beer, you don't really taste much on the cigar. Mm. Um, but if you wait 
you know, about 10 seconds, the flavors pop on the cigar, and you're, you're still tasting the beer. Um, yeah, a lot of coffee in the beer. A lot of, yeah, a lot of coffee. In that. What are you uh, picking up, Pat? Yeah, it definitely, like, kind of mutes the spice in the cigar, and then the coffee just kind of lingers through the cigar finish and gives you kind of, like, that creamy kind of espresso sweet finish. Anything else? <laughs> you usually go on for 45 seconds or a minute. So for it to be over in three seconds, I was not quite ready. It's good. It's good. It's good. So... How many have we had now? This is our third. This is our third. Right? So of the three that we've had, which would you say is your favorite pairing so far? Probably the second one. Uh, Von Trapp. The, the Dunkel? Dunkel, yep. The Von Trapp? I think that one just because it made it taste kind of like the Maduro version was mm. pretty interesting. Yeah, that was really cool. Yeah, this adds... You know, or brings out a little bit more of the cocoa from the cigar, but doesn't do the same. Yeah, doesn't do the same thing. Do you, do you, are you picking that up too? Yeah, I think I think so. And I, I really, you know, I like the Dunkel a lot. I think this, I might be leaning towards this one just because I like the the cocoa mm -hmm. on the cigar. And uh, yeah, it seems to, you know, just round it out really nicely. Mm. Um, let me tell you about. Uh, <clears throat> One of my cigar confessions. We do a, <coughs> excuse me, segment on the show where we talk about kind of cigar pet peeves or, you know, things we wish people would do or didn't do to enjoy their cigar better or, you know, more general stuff that's more of a, have you ever done this kind of thing? <coughs> you know what I'm saying? And, um, <laughs> my confession this time around is, um, you know, Thanksgiving, like I said, going to be at the in-laws, going to be um, with people who, they know what I do, they don't have a problem with me smoking, you know, they don't like that, but I'm going to be the only guy who would smoke a cigar or enjoy a pipe. And I know there's going to come a time when, after I've had that main meal, I'm going to be like, you know what would really be good right now? A cigar or some kind of pipe tobacco or something like that. And I'm going to want to be hankering to go out and get that cigar, get that pipe, and for me, kind of add add that whole thing to my, to my Thanksgiving experience. But that means leaving everybody you know and are <laughs> yeah well here's the thing Sometimes you, need you know is that is it, it is that like a, a kosher thing to do have you ever been in a situation where you've wanted to have a cigar you're at a you're at a big dinner or party or whatever get together and you want to go out and have a cigar and that means you're just separating yourself from the group and then there's the thing, too, that, and I've said it on the show before, I'm not a big go smoke outside and freeze your butt off, and it, that, that just isn't me. So I'll probably go to the car, turn it on so my feet stay warm, 
have it, you know, and, and do it so that I can be comfortable. Mm. You know, I don't want to offend anybody, you know, but so I know no one's going to be, no one, you know, I'm, I'm not going to be, there's no smoking Nazis in the family, I guess is what I'm saying. But there's not going to be people who are going to say, you know what, I'm going to go out with Dan, I'm going to sit, even just to, you know, be out there while I, I smoke. It's just going to be me. So the question is, should I or shouldn't I? Should I just control myself, wait till I get home and do it there? Or should I follow my normal impulse and go and have a cigar or whatever while I'm there at the end of this? You should totally smoke this guy. Totally smoke Don't break cigar. habits. Don't break habits. Don't break habits. Why? Because Why do you you'll, you'll just You're just saying that. You just won't be happy. I won't be happy. You know? I'm gonna I'm gonna have to freeze my butt off and go outside because I'm gonna be at mom's house, you know, in her apartment. I'll have to go downstairs and you know, I'm, I might not stay down there for like an hour and a half smoking a cigar or something like that, but I'll probably have some dark bird's eye. You know, I'm in the pipe. Yeah, that's one pipe. of the things be about nice pipes. Easy. You don't have to be out there for you know two and a half hours with a cigar. You can enjoy a bowl it's just as nice. Mm -hmm. 15, 20 minutes if you really want to. What about you, Pat? Are you going to be all smoking cigars on Thanksgiving, or do you have to worry about that? <clears throat> um, Yeah, usually my dad and I have a cigar, so I don't really run into an issue where I don't have anyone out with me, but whenever I go to, like, events or anything, I usually just have a pocket of cigars, and I just go into a corner and do it. <laughs> I just go into a corner and do it. And then a lot, a lot of times, you, people will come out. Oh, you smoking a cigar? Oh, and then they, you know, they take one from me and smoke. So usually, I have a pretty good group assembling. Avengers assemble kind of a thing. Yeah, you you always bring cigars with you. That's probably true. just me and Thomas that go out and smoke a pipe. That's one thing I do love about uh, Thomas is he's he's really warmed up to pipes more than anything and i think that's awesome so, why do you like that better than the, him warming up to cigars because they're cheaper <laughs> cheap tobacco you know? and he loves uh his favorite uh his favorite blend is um kendall gold mm. yeah that's good stuff yeah very good stuff now, do you have the same thing when it comes to like beer or drinking or stuff like that? At your, you're you're not the guy who's like going to go out and have a cigar. That's not where you're at. Yeah, not not usually. Um, you know, in my past, maybe um, occasionally, but you know, I'm lucky. Everybody's pretty understanding, and mm -hmm. you know, think as long as I'm like conscious of their area and my area, mm -hmm. they never yeah. never had a thing but you have to uh, put your stuff in like a coffee cup or something yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> well luckily luckily my uh my my father-in-law loves craft beer mm. um so it's always you know oh thanksgiving what am i going to bring for him mm. and mm -hmm. uh, my my dad is more of the uh you know the kind of rolling rock uh natural <laughs> ice type guys um so but he he will experiment and once in a while he'll find something that you know really surprises him Mm -hmm. um so it's almost like all right what can i bring for him that's you know gonna be on the lighter side that you know he'll be okay so it's it's almost like a fun little game trying to figure out what they will enjoy now how how long have you been with bellavance now 
Uh, actually, just about a year. With just about a year. Yeah. So not too. So long, yeah. not too long. But you're, you know, you were with Hobo before, Lord mm-hmm. Hobo before. And uh, so, what's what do you like most about this switch that you have? What 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 do you enjoy most about your work um, at Bellavance? It's probably a couple of things. Um, I really like that. Um, you know, I have a, a smaller area, so I can get to know accounts better. How small um, is your area? So pretty much from like Milford, Wilton to uh, Plastow um, area mm, okay, and so under Manchester. So I don't have Manchester. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so it's te- it's the way it's broken up. It's like a quarter of the state, you know, mm-hmm. almost by population. But uh, but yeah, being from Nashville, I know the area pretty well. So right. mm-hmm. um, so when I was with Hobo, I had three states. I had Maine, New Hampshire, Vermont. Okay. Uh, so spread a little more thin. Um, right. Wasn't able to, you know really get into accounts and you know you know really help them out as much as i can now um i'd say the other thing i really like is you know lord hobo has great beers and i loved a lot of them but mm-hmm. i still get to sell those plus i have the 30 other breweries so right i had just have kind of more more of a versatile portfolio that i can uh mm-hmm. you know talk about and uh try with people so. Yes, yes, that's we did that earlier today. We did. Yeah. Yeah. Have you good. have you sampled everything that you sell yet? Not everything. You're no. still working on it. it it's <laughs> tough because you know you you get to a point where you're like, all right, I think I've had most everything, uh, and then you look and you know you got six new beers in last week. So <laughs> yeah, you know, everybody's always coming out with something new. Hmm. Very true. Um, now here in New Hampshire, we're in a very unique place <clears throat> for you. This is a hub in the country for microbreweries. Absolutely. And, you know, that's one of the reasons you have so many craft, you know, companies in your portfolio as you do. Um, The other thing that's kind of unique is that you've got a lot of cigar bars in New Hampshire as well. Um, You don't really find that in Massachusetts, not really in Maine. (laughs) <laughs> not in Vermont. <laughs> Definitely. You know, Rhode Island's a different kind of a thing, but I mean, that's out of your purview, whatever. Mm-hmm. But <clears throat> I'm wondering do you notice that there are beers in your portfolio that tend to do better at cigar bars like Twins than they do at regular bars or restaurants out there? Are there like, do, do you notice patterns like that? Yeah, definitely, and I I think it probably kind of follows the, you know, a little bit more of the darker mm-hmm. beers, the higher ABV. Um, I think, you know, when somebody comes here to have a cigar, they know they're going to be there for a few hours. Mm-hmm. Um, they're going to have, you know, at least one cigar, so they're, they're going to look and see, like, oh, what's that, you know, uh, barrel-aged stout, 11%, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I got time for a couple of those, probably. Right, mm-hmm. right. Um, where, yeah, if they're just going to, like, their local sports bar, which, you know, could be heavily domestic and have, like, a couple different, you know, IPA, mm-hmm. maybe an amber option, um, you know, might not be there as long, you know, get to, you know, experience this place as much, so. Right, right, right. Now that we've had this to drink for a little bit what are you guys thinking about this pairing with the uh, blizzard of 78 um i don't know yet well, let me think about it pat 
<laughs> Under the bus you go. <laughs> just echo what I already kind of said about it. Just I like that the um, coffee kind of adds like that kind of creamy coffee sweetness to the cigar. I think this is a good pairing. It's not near as good as the Dunkel. Uh, and I think the Dunkel was a better pairing than the IPA. Although it was very good. It was more of a kind of a refreshing palate cleansing kind of experience. Um, so right now the Dunkel has, has my choice for the mm -hmm. top top pairing. Why don't we why don't we move along to the fourth one? Got it. Because if Dave hasn't figured it out yet, he's not going to. <laughs> Uh-oh. What's this? So this one is um, the, the Cherry Chocolate Oatmeal Stout from Long Blue Cat. Ooh, 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 ooh. So there's a lot going that on. That sounds horrible. <laughs> I know. We'll, we'll have to make do. <laughs> I'll, I'll just take the rest from your bag. That's right. <laughs> um, yeah, so Long Blue Cat Brewery, um, just just literally maybe like a half a mile from here. Mm -hmm. um, been there for 2017. Um, mm -hmm. a more there. Um, you know, they, they've really made a name for themselves with their, their tap room. Um, they have some great beers out of there. Um, our most popular one is their Latchkey New England IPA. But uh, this is a kind of a, you know, we call it like a, you know, one drop uh, special release. Basically, they brew, they brew what they brew and we get as much as we get and uh <laughs> yeah and that's that until uh next year mm. uh, so yeah this is a uh like i said cherry chocolate oatmeal stout um so it is a chocolate oatmeal stout so oatmeal they usually use mm. like flaked oats in there to give it more of a um, thicker body um smoother okay. creamier mouthfeel um, use some chocolate malt to impart some of the chocolate notes, and then they use, they actually add black cherries into this. I can taste the black cherries. Mm. And it's about seven and a half percent. Seven and a half. That's 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 not bad at all for a stout. Wow. That's very nice. I'm a stout guy myself. I I tend to go that route. And it's like molasses and cherries and coffee. Mm -hmm. That's right up your alley, Dave. Mm -hmm. All sorts of sweet, fruity goodness. Mm. Pat, you're starting to look stoned. Are you still <laughs> able to talk about that? Stoned? Yeah, you're kind of spaced out, you know, just staring That's off. That's old school for drunk. No. Yeah, yeah, these... Yeah. Henry Rollins said that all the time. Have you had any? I just took a sip of it. I'm yeah, well, it's, it's baking so. him deep You're in thought. He's baking. <laughs> He's baking. Deep in thought. <laughs> and it totally gets rid of the spice and the retrohale, for sure. But the mouthfeel, I feel like it brings out a little bit of sweetness in the cigar. I don't know. For me, there's a little bit of spice in the retro. Um, it definitely deepens the flavors of the cigar. Um, it, the cigar ends up being a little bit more earthy. Um, 
those kind of woody cedary notes that Pat was talking about when we were smoking the cigar on its own uh, kind of uh, go away and um, the sweetness of the cigars there um, a little bit of bitter cocoa but lots of earthy yeah more notes mm. Yeah, I'm not getting anything in my retro ale at all. <laughs> mm. Try this opening here. Smoking the oatmeal. There we go. I'm going to have to follow suit with that one. That's really for the beer for me. It's bringing out a lot of the really roasted malt notes. Mm -hmm. There is a real roasted note to this. Um, I don't really feel like the uh, cigar impacts the taste of the beer at all. Um, I think it kind of goes the other way. I think I think the drink really affects the cigar. So the question. <clears throat> would be, you know, do you like how that change is or not? Do you think the the smoke sweetens the beer a little? I think it sweetened the beer a little. Maybe a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, having it just straight right now. So maybe I'll amend my statement. It, it does. Uh, I'll, I'll concede that it does change a little bit, but I don't think it changes much. No, not much. That's a pretty pretty stout beer. <laughs> it is a stout, yes. Stout, stout. It's a stout, <laughs> stout, 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 stout. Have you had time to get your thoughts together, Pat, or are you still computing? Yeah, it Beep definitely brings out a lot more of the dark earth. It kind of changes that cedar note into like a dark oak wood, and it brings out like a little bit of black pepper on the retro. Yeah, I definitely still get a little bit of pepper. I... Maybe it's black. I'll have to I'll have to retro hill again. I don't know. So racist. Hey, <laughs> why don't you go black and go back? Oh. Mm. It's very nice. The Dunkel's still my favorite though. Yeah. As far as the pairing goes. This is fantastic. Yeah. I, I love this. Um I've had three or four uh different offerings from Longwood Cat in the past. This is right up there with the, the best of them as far as i'm concerned this is something right up my alley so when do they make this um obviously around now yep yep <laughs> <laughs> but how long does it hang right about meow uh it's not gonna oh hang i see long. what you did there Dave. Uh, <laughs> yeah we uh you know we got in a couple kegs they they went right out um you know i think we got a few few four packs left few cases of four packs left wow, but it's not gonna not gonna last long with no, this one. I can see why. Mm -hmm. I can see why I love this stuff. One of my most favorite uh, diners is across the street from there. Yeah. Yeah, the bacon barn. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I've heard great things. Oh, I have not been. you gotta go. It's unbelievable. Dave has spent many uh, hours in the bacon barn. Many. Lots of money. First name basis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are you really on a yeah. first name basis? Yep. And, I, I mean, I, we, we go there so much, like, every time they have, like, a reward system. I almost always get, like, something off my meal every single time I'm there. It's hilarious. 
Why am I not surprised? Mm -hmm. You love you bacon. six different types of bacon and the bacon stuffed waffles, bacon stuffed pancakes. It's just crazy. Wow. How can you go wrong? No. Bacon stuffed waffles. That yeah. sounds amazing. Yeah. yeah. Yep. <laughs> Pat's like, only... how did I end up with these people? <laughs> <laughs> only a couple minutes up the road, too. I mean, it's like right there. I've never been there. I can't believe it. I can't. I've never been there. I have to, I'm going to have to go by sometime. Mm. All right. um, so, this pairing versus the others, where does it sit with you, Pat? Um, it's not my least favorite one. I think the Von Trapp's definitely still the number one. Mm -hmm. This is probably the third, and then the second would be the... Um, the IPA. one we had prior to this one, then my lease was oh, the first yeah. one. Oh, the lease was the first. Mm. Okay, gotcha. Dave, what about you? I'm with the, the Blizzard of '78. The Blizzard's been your favorite so far. Mm -hmm. Why? Why so? Um, I just, I just like the uh, the retro hail that I was getting. It was still like a little bit of uh, a little bit sweeter and a little bit um, still getting a little bit of pepper. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm still not getting anything out of my retro hill. It's just like a smooth green for me. What about you, Keith? Yeah, I think I'm still with the Blizzard, too. Uh, Dunkel's a close second, but mm -hmm. I really like the way the uh, the coffee kind of complemented the cigar and back and forth. All right. All right. Well, let's, let's move on to the fifth one here. All right. Oh, this is such a rough job. <laughs> Digging deep into the bag now. So, Dan, what, what do you know if you're having any good pies? Or are you bringing any? I'm not bringing any. I I, I, I love to cook. I love to... But I'm, I'm, I'm not a pastry-making person. Mm. I, don't, I find I'm not really great with cookies, not really great with pies. You know, you want a turkey? You know, I'll cook the best turkey you've ever Chili. had. <laughs> chili, best chili you've ever had. Yep. You know, you want to, you know, you want to have a nice uh, leg of lamb. I've done that for Thanksgiving before, just to spice things up. Yep, I, I'm very good at doing that, um, but I, I'm just not good at pie. But I'm not a dessert guy by nature. I would, I would rather, <laughs> I'd rather have something to drink. <laughs> or a cigar and you know if i have the cigar i'm saving on all those calories everybody else is fattening themselves up you know uh two thousand calories for a slice of pie and i'm you know just enjoying the flavor with the cigar not getting fatter and uh in my case that's probably a good thing so um thanksgiving is one of those times where you know when when there's pies and stuff like that i'll i'll have them um, but it's, it's not something that I, I'm not a big dessert guy. I could, I could totally pass on desserts. I don't know where you stand on that bad, but I'd rather have more meat. Mm -hmm. I'd rather have more stuffing. Stuffing. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And my stuffing has meat in it. It's not just bread. It's meat. It's got ground pork. It's got sausage. It's got bacon. It's meat. It's totally. You take a 
It's stuffed stuffing. It's stuffed stuffing. <laughs> yes, that's right. You have a little bit of that, and you don't need anything else. It's great. Oh, cheese, gravy. You Very prefer good. stuffing that's cooked in the bird or separate? You know, I know people are of two minds about that. Um, I typically cook my stuffing out outside of the bird more out of expediency than anything else I, I like putting all this other stuff into it i like making it almost like a casserole um and i actually make my stuffing in a casserole dish you know and then you like you know carve out a little slice of it and put it on your plate instead of this goopy stuff that you just kind of plop on your plate um not that that's not good too in its own way, but it's just not how I've I've grown to do it. What about you, Pat? How do you cook cook your stuffing? Have you ever cooked before? I made meatballs like two weeks ago. You made meatballs, but have have you done like a Thanksgiving meal before? Have you cooked the turkey? Have you cooked stuffing? I've assisted. You've assisted. How 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 have you in the assisting that you've done? Has it been done in bird or out of bird? Out. Into out, the bird. Out and into the bird. Yeah, I usually do the stuffing. So when you say out into the bird, what is what does that you, mean? You prep the stuffing out of the bird and then you put it in the in bird. The bird. So it's cooked in the bird. Yep, in the bird. Okay. Dave, what about you? How do you do it? In the bird. In the bird. I just like that extra <clears throat> turkey flavor and you know. Just doesn't make enough for me. So, that know. cavity's not big enough. You just gotta gotta make it fit, Dan. <laughs> There's only so much you can do. You know, it's only the you know, unless you wanna like cram it in there, then you gotta work for hours to dig it back out. <laughs> How about you, Keith? What do you what do you do? Yeah, I'm usually a in the bird type guy. In but, the bird. But my wife is a vegetarian, so oh. um, we usually have a kind of separate mm -hmm. one for her, which we do like the stovetop stuffing and then Sure. I've, uh, yeah, I've, it's funny. It's her being a vegetarian has made me such a better cook trying to, cause she wasn't always a vegetarian. So, um, okay. you know, I gotta find things that I want to eat and kind of spice them up the right way and, you know, figure out how to make it, you know, almost still taste a little meaty sometimes, but, right. um, but yeah, still be good for her. So, okay. um, so yeah, for for me personally, I'm in the bird, but I, I won't say no to pretty much any stuffing. So, no, me <laughs> so Pat, what are you thinking about the pairing here with the what? What is it what we're drinking? Have you talked about it yet? Not yet. Not, Not yet. yet. Let's talk about we'll, it first. We'll give the quick uh, quick info here. So this is uh, KBS mm -hmm. from Founders Brewing out in uh, Grand Rapids, Michigan. Mm -hmm. um, so this is a. It's a barrel-aged imperial stout, uh, bourbon barrel-aged imperial stout. So basically, they have a beer called um, Breakfast Breakfast Stout, yep. which is a coffee chocolate, uh, a coffee chocolate stout, yep. and they take that and they age it in bourbon barrels, usually for you know six months to a year, and then they package it. Okay. Um, so while it's sitting in those those barrels, it's you know seeping in all of that you know whatever the uh the bourbon flavors the oak flavors from those barrels okay. and uh you know when they they package it it's great um and kind of with these type of beers the more you age them the flavors kind of come together even a little bit more mm. um, when you first bring them out they can be a little hot they can be a little you know right 
that alcoholic flavor. Um, so this is actually uh, the 2021 KBS. So it's it's been aged an extra year for us. Okay. Um, that brings up an interesting question. You know, um, I know that, you know, Kendra will, you know, get a, a log or, a, you know, keg of beer and she'll, she'll put it downstairs and age it for a year or something. When when the beer's in bottles and whatnot, you get it. Is it worth like getting something and letting it sit for a year or two, or or does is it like scotch or whatever where you know once it's in the bottle the everything stops? Gotcha. Yeah. So once it's in the bottle, like the the flavors are all there. Right. I think everything just calms down and melts a little bit more. Okay. Um. So you know, yeah. If you had a a, a big bourbon barrel and you could keep it there you know mm. obviously that would be great because you would continue extracting those bourbon and, and you know, toasted oak flavors mm. from the barrel but with these a lot of people will you know yeah maybe you say you you buy five bottles and you drink one right off the bat and you keep four mm -hmm. and then when the next year comes out you know you do the same drink one with last year's and you can look at the differences and uh yeah a lot of times with aging everything just like mellows out it's a uh much just smoother uh smoother drink and all the flavors are really combined um like i said when it first comes out it could be a little hot a little you know those those flavors still you know they, they taste great but it's always nice to have a little bit more time do you have the discipline to do that yourself uh, occasionally. <laughs> Depends on how many I can get my hands on. So right, 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 right. <laughs> that's usually the limiting factor. Right. Very true. So what are we thinking about the uh, the stout here with uh, the cigar? And I should give a quick uh, note, 11% on this one. So 11%. So this, this is the big one. This is the tonight. big one. Jumps up a bit. Okay. So. Yeah, definitely the thickest kind of. Uh, Biscuits, high body, you know, uh, that we've had today. What do you think, Pat? Yeah, so definitely being like a heavier beer, it leaves like a really kind of thick, malty kind of cocoa and espresso on your palate. So when you draw from the cigar, again, like that creamy note's staying true, like it's been creamy throughout the entire smoke. Right. Um, that creaminess turns into like kind of a creamy kind of chocolate. Mm -hmm. And then we'll the finish is that. kind of like a nice kind of savory espresso. Um, it, it definitely, I'm not going to say it mutes the spice, but it refines it a little bit. So it, it's, I don't want, it's, it's not like a white pepper. It's not quite a black pepper. It's, no. It's, it's like, a, I guess like a Cajun pepper, like kind of a sweet earthy yeah, kind like of pepper. Yeah, it's like a savory spice. Yeah. 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 I like it. I like that savory spice on the cigar. Yeah. And the retro hail has got a little bit of. I feel like, you know, that savory spice to it. Mm -hmm. And then, but it lingers a little bit in my yeah. nose. You know, it just kind of like goes out for a little bit, like maybe four or five seconds and then stops. I think I find that really interesting. So I, this is definitely my favorite pairing in Isaiah right now. Okay. Mm. All right. Keith, what about you? Is this uh, topping the blizzard of 78? It, it might, yeah. I, yeah, I just think with the... Uh, the kind of added sweetness, um, the little bit of the oak and the uh, the bourbon you get, it's uh, kind of the best of all worlds for me. Um, and I still, you know, you still get the coffee and cocoa, so it's... Oh, sure. Mm -hmm. 
Well, Founders Breakfast Stout's one of my favorites. So this is just basically that in the bourbon barrel. Yep. Um, I can totally understand why I'm liking it so much. Right. You know, this is add a little amazing. bourbon to your favorite thing and it gets even better. <laughs> How's that going to be terrible? Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Mm. What are you thinking as far as is this ranking changing your mind at all about the your how you'd rank these five pairings that we've had or not? Well, when I saw the KBS come out of the bag, I already knew that was going to be the favorite one. So. <laughs> <laughs> mm. So it is your favorite yeah. pairing. Yeah. Why? Why so? I just I, don't know, I feel like a lot of the time, you know, if I'm smoking like a Connecticut, like you know, more of like your IPA or ales are going to be more of like the pairing I look for because that's kind of citrus note and like that hay and grass note you get from the cigar itself. Mm -hmm. But when I'm having like kind of a really creamy kind of cigar, like kind of a medium to a medium full, mm -hmm. you know, I'm looking more for like you know what what the KBS is like a nice stout. Mm -hmm. So again, I'm not a huge beer guy right yeah so, neither am i yeah but i do like coffee and you know i like kind of like your multi or bourbons or you know whatever so i think like a multi kind of stout has like the body and like a drink i'm looking for when i'm smoking a cigar i love the way this kind of brings out a deeper sweetness in the cigar right um, it really sweetens it up it really, really sweetens does. it up um it's not muting any of the flavors no. i still taste that that like uh cedar that you cedar, were talking about yep. but now it's a darker sweeter kind of cedar um <clears throat> the earth is there the cocoa is there and that's a little bit sweeter and and it's like that that you know like that retro hill it just lingers it's just it's so nice i love that and that kind of like you said dave savory spice mm -hmm. uh that it changes really pairs well with the stout yeah you know and and so it's this is one of those to me this is one of those pairings where you get excited about puffing on a cigar and then you take a drink and, yep. and you, you know and, and then vice yeah. versa yeah. you know oh, you're, yeah. you're excited about how one impacts the other and it just you've created something greater than the sum of its parts so to speak mm -hmm. yeah, you know it's a great way to put it totally. yeah 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 um uh, I was thinking the dongle there was going to be the the top thing, and, you know, with the blizzard of seven, in my case, blizzard of seventy eight kind of being the number two. Um, but this is this is it, man. I I love how yeah I love how this is interacting. This the blizzard and dongle are definitely my favorites. Mm -hmm. Well, it's this interesting too. One, yeah. I mean, so am I? Am I hearing right that? None of us with this cigar preferred the the IPA at all. That that would be the 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 last of the five. I'd like to, I'd like to have. I like I like that. IPA. I'd like to have yeah. the IPA if I was going to switch a cigar. You know, because I feel like it really refreshed. Mm -hmm. You know, um, so there's you know I don't want to take away from the IPA for what it is. You know. It was a really good IPA. It was. It was. Nothing Nothing here has been bad. This mm. has all been really good. They, they've all been excellent beers. The IPA was a Connecticut smoke. Yeah. 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 Like an yeah. Ecuadorian Connecticut smoke. Mm. Not a Connecticut Connecticut smoke. 
No, Ecuadorian. Ecuadorian. Get some of that hay, a little bit of that citrus. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Um, are we all in agreement then that this was the best pairing with the cigar? Yeah. Yep. 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 Dave, you too? Mm hmm. <laughs> Ugh. Yeah, very, very good. All right. <clears throat> well, we're coming up right on the end of the show here. What do we, what do we think about the cigar? Is, is this, you know, to me... I this... thought it paired very well with all five beers, you know, for a cigar to be able to do that. It's pretty versatile. Mm -hmm. um, but I think with, I would... I would continuously have this pairing with this cigar like all the time, mm. if possible, because this is just absolutely delicious. Yeah, it's such a good pairing. Agonorsa Leaf makes a great cigar. Anyway, their Anniversario series is just fantastic. The Corojo here, I I None knew of us it had was construction. I knew it was going to be great with whatever beers you brought. And, you know, I, I love this. We're, we're picking a cigar. We have no idea what we're going to be pairing it with until that night. Um, um, but, you know, it, 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 it was, this was, this was a great experience for me. Mm -hmm. um, uh, two thumbs up on the cigar. Same with you, Likewise. No. Yeah. This is the, um, the first yeah. time I've had the uh, Crow anniversary for a while. So when the Maduro came out, n not the recent one that came out, so the, I guess the prior release of it, that was my favorite Agonorsa, hands down. And then when it got re-released, I don't know if they used more aged tobacco in it, or what, but it, that body and like, kind of that spice, I, I enjoyed from it. Did they it, it, like lost it. Did they disclose the binder and filler? No, I, I talked to Brad, and he said it's more aged tobacco, so I think that's probably what it was. But then the... Um, Smoking this tonight, it, it reminded me a lot of what I enjoyed about the prior release of the Maduro. Mm -hmm. So now, after having it now, like this is my favorite Aganosa. So, and then when it comes to the beer pairings, I, I think, yeah, I would say if I had to choose between the two, like this is definitely the one I would pick from Aganosa's portfolio. Because again, like the anniversary series, like both of them are like my favorite ones, but. Mm -hmm. Like this one mainly because it has more of that body from mm -hmm. those fillers to kind of, you know, yeah. if you want to do like an IPA, you want to do a stout, it's going to be able to stand this. up to it. Where, you know, the Maduro, I don't really, I think it would have gotten lost in a couple of the beers we had. But yeah, yeah like this is definitely like a really good cigar to kind of have like a portfolio of beers to kind of sample with. Mm -hmm. well, and maybe that's something to say too, that if you're looking for a beer pairing cigar. Yeah, it's just yeah. even probably a really good choice. Thing is, the IPA with this wasn't bad at all. No, you know, it's just right. again when you when you of these five we're, beers, we're just getting spoiled. Yeah, when, when you bring out <laughs> like you. KBS, like you know, it is what it is. But you know, like, all, like I, I didn't have any of the pairings. But oh, that's you know, that's gross. Like you know, it, right. it stood They're up all to good. all of the yeah. pairings. So they mm -hmm. went from good to great. As far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I was just like, yeah, that's pretty good. That's all right. And then you were like, ooh, that's really good. Mm -hmm. And this was just like, holy crap. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. Yeah, baby. Yeah. Well, out of IPAs, though, I can't think of many IPAs that would pair with this cigar other than the Knuckle Puck. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was yeah. a very, very good IPA. Mm -hmm. um, but I totally agree with you, too, Pat, that... Uh, Ecuadorian Connecticut. Yeah, that that would yeah. be like a WK with it. Would be oh, a WK with the WK. Oh my gosh, if we only had them in stock. <laughs> They're coming. They're coming. They're on the way. 
Well, they got the labels printed finally. <laughs> yep, yep. The paper came in. Paper came in. It's it, and that's got to have been a that's got to have affected the beer world too. Oh, absolutely. You know, but you know, I mean, here, you know, what Dave's referring to is, you know, we've, you know, the seven twenty four WK series, which is our kind of mild to medium cigar. It's our Kurt's most popular line. Um, the cigars have been waiting for paper <laughs> to show up. So the bands could be put on them, and it just everyone's That's fine by me because I remember one time that uh, uh, Prison Nick found a uh, <laughs> a two year old box of them, and uh, oh my gosh, a couple of years on those WKs makes them delicious. Yeah. So these cigars have been just sitting, waiting, waiting for you know basically the the bands in the box. Uh, you know, in the factory, it's a, they are. They're going to be really good when they get here because they've had so much time to sit. Yep. You know, most cigars, when they come into the store, have sat after they were rolled for three to six months. These are, these will be about a year. Wow. Yep. <laughs> you know, but uh, it, Probably it's, it's going to be amazing. Yep. It is yep. going to be amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of amazing, next week we're we're doing a very special cigar, one of my favorites. Um, we're doing the Davidoff Winston Churchill Toro. Wow! Not the late hour. Well, not the late the, hour. The original, oh, the original Toro. Have we and have we done Davidoff before? We we've done Davidoff, but we have not done the the. Because we've done we've done Davidoff Flake for like the pipe. We've done I mean, yeah, yeah pipe tobacco, but not too many. We have not done too many cigars. No, but uh, it's it's a great it's a great cigar and. They, they came out with a late-hour variant of it, which has the wrapper leaf that's been aged in whiskey barrels for, uh, what, six months, nine months? I can't remember. Mm. Um, it's one of those. but you know, So it's it's got a very unique flavor to it. And for whatever reason, those seem to fly off the shelf because you say, oh, whiskey barrel. Oh. Mm, mm, yeah, but yeah, yeah. the original... Toro especially is just such a great cigar. I actually prefer the original over the late hour. I'm totally looking forward to that. And I'm looking forward to that next week. That's going to be 8 o'clock right here Tuesday night. But um, Keith, thank you so much for being with us tonight, for bringing those five beers. Of course. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I had a blast. We'd love to to have you back. Yeah. Would you want to come back? Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Any excuse to uh, have some great beers and a great cigar, I'm I'm down. We can work on that. Awesome. We can work on that. Mm -hmm. All right, everybody. Well, that's it for tonight. Thanks for being with us, and we hope you're with us next week, and that's not just blowing smoke. Happy Thanksgiving. You've been listening to Not Just Blowing Smoke, the podcast that brings the wealth of knowledge, expertise, and fun of Twins Smoke Shop, New England's premier smoke shop, right to you, wherever you are, whenever you want it. You can find us at our website, notjustblowingsmoke.com, and keep in touch with us on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram at NotJustBlowingSmoke. Thanks for listening, everybody, and that is Not Just Blowing Smoke. Rolling with the top down, smoking on a fancy guard.